0: dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order.
1: Have you ever watched an apocalyptic sci-fi movie and wondered, could any of this really happen? I'm Carrie Bechet, and on Hypothetical, we explore what-if questions two ways, through speculative science fiction and through insight from the world's most brilliant scientists. And spoiler alert, your favorite sci-fi movies aren't nearly as far-fetched as you may think. Time travel with me into our possible futures on Hypothetical. New episodes every Tuesday available on all podcast apps. That's Hyperthetical,
2: H-Y-P-E-R-T-H-E-T-I-C-A-L.
1: You're listening to Muses and Stuff. This is the podcast that's all about the dolls. They were the groupies, the wives, the girlfriends, and the muses who played such a huge role in rock and roll history by simply being themselves. They were sweet,
3: sexy, brave, and powerful. They went after what and who they wanted, and they made no apologies.
1: We are your hosts, Shanti and Lynx. Thanks for listening and
3: enjoy the show.
2: Hey there, this is Christian Swain from the Rock and Roll Archaeology Project. Rock and Roll Archaeology, what's that you say? we are a podcast network dedicated to digging deep into the amazing music that exploded out of the second half of the 20th century we believe the music culture and technology wove together and it is an important story of history as say the italian renaissance or the impressionists of paris we have six shows all with a different side of this incredible time rock talk with myself and host peter Ferrioli. Real Rock, and that's R-E-E-L, hosted by Andy King. Vinyl Snob with the legendary Dave Whitaker, Rock and Roll Librarian with the headmistress herself, Shelley Sorensen. Deeper Digs in Rock, where I interview famous rock and roll personalities and the people who scribed the times and events. And finally, our full telling of the history of rock and roll, the Rock and Roll Archaeology podcast, which started it all. Find us wherever you get your favorite podcasts. So let's get back to Between the Sheets of Rock and Roll with Shanty and Lynx and Muses and Stuff.
4: Keep me,
1: So, recording our intro tonight is a little bit different than what we've done before because we're recording it directly after we saw a show tonight.
3: Yes, we got to see a Willem Scream and the Flatliners and even better, we got to interview the Flatliners beforehand. Yeah. And it was at the Opera House. Okay,
1: so that was a lot of fun. So, I thought that I'd never been to the Opera House before. I had been to the Opera House before, one time before that, when I saw Father John Misty. Yeah when they were opening for, like, this other band. And so I went into the venue, and I was like, "Ah, oh, this is where I saw Father John Misty. But what was super fun about that tonight was that venue has, like, five levels to it. And I think that we... It, like, yeah, basement, main okay, floor, top floor, <laughs> more top floor. <laughs> and we were on every single level. Yeah, we, we were, were We Yeah.
3: And what was even... Cooler, you got your like Father John Misty moment.
1: Yep, I had a full circle moment. I
3: grew up in Toronto and the opera house is a very old hangout of mine and uh, Paul from the Flatliners is a very old friend of mine. Yeah, so it was great to reconnect. I hadn't seen him for years, and uh, it, yeah, it was great talking to them. And I love seeing just how far they've come. And
1: so the funny thing was, was when we were chatting with them earlier, we we're like, "It's a, it's going to be a packed house night. It's sold out. It's full." But I didn't realize how full the house actually was. Yeah. Like, and then we checked the capacity. It's like a thousand people can. And people were pumped from, like, the bottom of the stage to, like, all the way up to all, like... Oh, yeah. People were were so excited.
3: Like, crazy. Everyone knew every lyric. They're playing an old album, a decade-old album, and it was nice uh, to revisit that and to see all their fans uh, just enjoy it so much with them.
1: Mm -hmm. There were a couple of girls that came and stood beside us, and they were like, are you uh, fans of Wilhelm Scream or the Flatliners? And I was like, oh, the Flatliners. I'm like, what about you? And she's like, both, both. And I'm like, are, are you friends with them? And she was like, I wish. <laughs> so that was kind of cute. No, it was, a, it was a great show. There was a lot of people moshing.
3: Yeah, the security guards really earned their money tonight. They were constantly having to fish people out of the mosh pit. Something that really annoyed me about the moshing, though, was that even good crowd surfers were holding (laughs) up their cell phones. It's a different world. Ten years ago, that wouldn't have... Put the cell phones down and enjoy the moment. And enjoy... This interview. It was great,
1: though. Like, people really, it seemed like people really, really had a good time. And the band was super nice. And it was so nice to just, I don't know, be a part of it all. And Yeah, it
3: was great. Um,
1: I hope that you guys enjoyed the interview. There's a lot of, you can, there's a lot of sound checks oh, happening yeah. in the background. <laughs> but, you know. That's, that's rock and roll. That's rock and roll. So, enjoy. Enjoy. Yeah. Bye. Bye. So, hey. Hello. <laughs> Why don't we just start off by introducing ourselves. My name is Shanti. Hello. You know Lynx. Hi. And hello. you are?
5: Paul. This is Paul, and I'm Chris, and we play in the Flatliners. Yes. I'm going to come in a little closer. Yeah. For that's... the people. <coughs> <coughs> my, <laughs> mic, my mic, my mic, my mic. Check, check, my mic, my mic.
1: So, we're at the Opera House. Thank you guys so much. Thanks
3: for
5: having for sure. us. Sure, no worries. Um, we have to tell the people about your shirt.
3: Oh yeah, please.
5: So you're wearing our uh, Evil Dead shirt, which yeah. we were never, we were never um, contacted by anyone by the Evil I, Dead I, franchise. I was curious about that. Bruce Campbell never, never <laughs> rang us saying, <laughs> "Stop that shit." Uh, but you have the old school one. Yeah. very cool. Yeah. I got
3: it cuz this guy gave it to me. Yeah. Oh sick. So, so you didn't buy probably it. Probably never made any cash? money or just giving no, it yeah. away. Yeah. <laughs> no, like
5: for years we've almost we've we've made just under $20 <laughs> yeah. like where actually back then over we $15, yeah. maybe 10. Yeah. Where we want to be financially speaking cuz that's what that you new. do as a band is you start to play music to make money. Yeah. And for no other reason. Mm-hmm. So huh, okay. Well, it's great to meet you again after so many years, but I feel like you may owe us <laughs> <laughs> yeah. at least 10 dollars. Talk yeah. to this guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Him and I just met, so. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. Well, thank you for having us to your Absolutely. sold out show at the yeah. Opera House. Pleasure. Prano. We appreciate it. Um, I saw you guys play Dirty Nail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now.
5: Yeah, yeah, at least. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cool. So happy to see you again. Yeah. Mm. Uh, we are. We have a podcast called Muses and Stuff. And we told you outside. It's about groupies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so we were walking through the door there, and a couple of guys were like, "Hey, hey!" And they're like, "It's for the interview." And I'm like, "Don't worry, we're not groupies." <laughs> like, yeah. We are though.
5: This is a very <laughs> conflicted rhetoric going on. Here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: But, but we're we bringing it back. We're,
1: we're uh, bringing back the good G name.
5: Okay. Okay.
3: We can talk more about that later. For now. I will get to the questions. Okay. So my first question is: It's really difficult to find a band that's been together for over ten years with the original members still intact. How? How has this happened? What's the secret?
5: Uh, well, the secret is to finally meet the drummer of the band you've been in, uh, you know, with for fifteen years, <laughs> just before this interview. Hi, right, Paul. It's Paul. Yeah, it's Paul. Yeah, yeah. Silent. <laughs> There's there's yeah. there's, two, there's two L's. The second yeah, yeah. L silent. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's kind of like you just remain friends. There's a lot of traveling and close quarters and all these things you've heard from a million bands over the years. You know what I mean? They like say the same thing, but I think that not not every day is everyone getting along. Every moment of every day, because there's hangovers. There's everyone's own agenda and then that has to fit into the group agenda you know and there's hurry up and wait on tour and there's all these things that can cause you as a human being just to think that sometimes touring is very frustrating and and all these things so you can take it out on each other but I think the key with us is that we always know that if that's happening in the moment that that's all it is is us kind of like taking the I don't know, like blown off steam on each other. You know what I mean? So then it's like out and it's done, and it never it never lingers. It's never become anything that's more than that. You know, Uh, just because we've known each other forever. Like I've known Paul since I was twelve years old, and then I've known Scott since I was four years old, and John since I was seven years old. So at that point, you just like even if you get even if you're wasted after a show, (laughs) get into some stupid (laughs) argument about nothing that you remember the next day, it's fine. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like yeah, because these things will happen. Yeah, some bands. You know, try to say that you gotta remain friends and that's the most important thing above all else, which is true, but the part that they may not tell you is that, yeah, like hiccups and bumps in the road still happen. Yeah. But as long as you can, like, realize that that's all they are, is a very momentary thing, I think you're in pretty good shape.
1: Good. I wonder if there's like you know how there are couples therapists. I wonder if there's like a band <laughs> yeah. therapist, like the band yeah. doctor. <laughs> for sure. <gasps> That's what I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to school for that. In
5: like, some kind of monster, yeah, the yeah, yeah, Documentary. They have a band therapist. Do they? Yeah, yeah it's it super funny already. Super like, funny. Yeah. How do you feel about this? And yeah. How do you feel about this? <laughs> it's really oh. good.
3: Yeah. yeah. So, so you know, testing out the drums right now.
4: Is that? Yeah,
1: No, who cares? We'll just speak a little louder. We'll edit it
4: out. (laughs) I don't
5: really know anywhere else. Yeah, yeah, there are many other uh, spots you can go that are quiet. There might be a door at the top of that. If there is, we could, yeah, yeah, that might help. Because it's going to get loud before it gets quiet. It's going to get louder before it gets quieter. Absolutely. Is there anything you want to ask me while Paul's not here? (laughs) Because, to be honest, like...
3: How do you put up a
5: call? I hope How that. do you put up a call? <laughs> What's his most annoying habit? What do, Introducing what? himself to me over and over again until <laughs> I was 12. <laughs> I didn't just meet him. I've known him forever. No, I don't, I don't That's as good as it's going to get. You. We'll figure right, this. Fine, we'll this deal with good, it. Right?
1: We'll yeah. deal with it. You know what? This is rock and roll. And if like our this listeners are like, ooh, we don't like rock and roll, ooh. then they're listening to the wrong <laughs> podcast. Yes. So... You guys grew up together. You met when you were seven and when you were 12. Mm. When did music start to become central? So when were you guys like, let's make yeah. a band? Or... It's kind of we
5: met Paul. Because like, Scott and John and which I were grew confused, up together. Which
1: was today, which was... Uh,
5: I, know, <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just painting many different pictures at once, you know? Uh, uh, this is my yeah. art gallery of, yeah. of stories. Um, I think that we met him... When we were twelve, Scott and I went to this camp for a couple years. It was like music camp, and there's a drum program in this music camp. So Paul was there. And that's how we met him. So we were we were already really into music at that point, and John was as well. He just didn't come to camp to prove it, that he was really cool. But I think right after that, we at a young age like started jamming and started realizing in ourselves that we wanted to play music and like play shows and write songs and stuff. Um, and I don't know. I think from there it just kind of continued to unravel but that was probably the beginning of it. we're pretty young yeah
1: did you learn to play your instruments just by like uh, jamming together mostly or was...
5: for the most part we all took yeah. lessons like on how yeah. to play each of our instruments but for the most part that's how you learn how so it. much more it's like playing off someone, much. Fun. Yeah. yeah
1: that's music sounds cool i went to a bible camp well, that this does not sound cool. Today. Oh,
5: yeah. We'll talk about it later. Yeah, for an entirely different podcast. <laughs> yeah. And now
3: she's a groupie. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, I live today on high. <laughs> okay, so those who have followed your career from the beginning know that you, your sound has really shifted and grown with pretty much each passing album. Uh, has your approach to songwriting also shifted with
5: each yeah, I think you just learn more, even like, even you don't really realize it's happening maybe sometimes, but you just learn more and more about about the craft and how to, you kind of learn from, not your mistakes from the past, but you don't want to replicate everything you've done in the past, and we've definitely tried our best to avoid putting out a record that sounds like the last record and all these things, um, but I think it just happens. I don't, it, like, it's something we've really tried to, like, really go uh, deep into and try to figure out. Oh, this is how we wrote that last record. Let's try to do it this way. I think it just gonna try something new every time, you know. Um, And over the years, we've just also gotten into so many different kinds of music that that comes through a lot. And I think with that, when you start to branch out and know what you listen to and what you enjoy, what you spend your time, uh, you know, filling your fucking brain up with, it just it changes how you approach things, you know. Yeah.
3: Do you play any music that you? that you created when you were teenagers? Like, those first few? Yeah, like this record the that we're playing tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We wrote when we well, were Well, yeah, that's 18. true, that's yeah. yeah. We like 18 and 19,
5: yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty wild. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we still play some stuff off our first record every once in a while as well, and we wrote those songs when we were like between 14 and 16 years old. Yeah. Yeah. We've basically grown up like on albums. Yeah,
3: I, I'm pretty sure I was like, still a teenager when.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, like the uh, child stars of the yeah. punk culture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sad. Now that I said that out loud, <laughs> that's like it's that scary territory to be in. God damn! I gotta go. You're, you're doing yeah. fine. You're
1: Thank doing you. fine. <laughs> <laughs> so I always think that this question is kind of funny when we give it to bands. Um, so you grew up in Richmond Hill is yeah. that right? And you're Brampton yeah. So how much or little Do you think that Your Richmond Hill Brampton Canadian roots Have influenced your music?
5: Nah <laughs> 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 Growing up with the internet and being able to listen to like whatever you want, like I mean, obviously if uh, a rock cuisine came on the radio, you we were oh, at, the, yeah. at the airport, we would rock all probably Zine. know what it was. Shit, I forgot and, like, about rock cuisine. That's just an example. But, that's like, a great example. Uh, that. You know, I heard that name we correct. probably all know those songs. They're ingrained in your know our heads yep. from like Canadian. Was Cameron he Louis L'Abrenouie? No, was he? Oh, did he have children's songs? Yeah. I think yeah. So. No way. He had an alter ego that did ch- he did children's music. I think so Cool Possibly uh, Maybe
1: not
5: Very cool But also maybe. like growing up And having like Napster And Kazan Like finding bands Without having to go To the record store And find it on your own So it's tough to like I don't know I think we listened well, to A lot of stuff that we Maybe wouldn't be able To get our hands on Yeah like if we grew up 10 years beforehand yeah. There's so much more At our fingertips But I don't know I mean like growing up In Richmond Hill And Brampton is probably the exact same As Boring You know And they're just Boring suburbs Where it's great Because you're a kid And you don't know any better but when you get to that age of being, like, a really arrogant teenager and you think, like, I know everything. This place sucks. Like, that's what so many of the songs on our very first record are about. Because, like, that's what everyone starts writing about. is like, Mom and Dad are mad at me. And, like, the bus is two fifty, I only have two bucks. Like, all this stupid shit. And you're a kid and you're just, like, figuring it out. Yeah. Um, but, I don't know. Like, at least... <laughs> At least, like growing up in a boring suburb, gives you a lot more time to like think about what you want to do, and that's like the same reason to me why in like you know the early two thousands or late nineties, great, early yeah, yeah, like, yeah, you know, like yeah. the screamo thing in like the uh, Burlington area with like and the emo thing in the Burlington area with Grade and Boni and Full Glass and all these bands. They just like they all were from boring suburbs as well. That just like in boring places is where like art thrives because you have so much more time and energy to put into it because you're not being distracted by everything around you. On the Canadian music side of things though, growing up in the nineties was the fucking best. Because the Canadian like at least the Canadian alternative scene was fucking so good. And like act like radio actually played rock and roll music. Yeah. And TV music, like Actually videos. played Fucking yeah. videos uh-huh. and, and then But then When you're when we're really young You take a band Like the Tragically Hit For instance And when we were kids Like kids Legitimate kids We were like I don't know about this band like, <laughs> you, you don't think of it that way You're just like I don't like it yeah. But then Because they were everywhere But yeah. then You know When we got to like 16, 17, 18 And we started touring a lot We listened to that band So much And then we realized Like holy shit like, This band is Like one of the Fucking best bands To have probably ever Come out of Canada ever, you know, because they do everything, and then you start realizing that a lot of Canadian bands did that kind of thing, like, other than bands, like, jumping to, like, what kind of genre is, like, hot right now, or things like that, the 90s was really cool for, like, really eclectic kinds of music. It was. You know? It was all alternative, quote, unquote, but that's such a broad strokes, like, uh, you know, Name for it all, but like Our Lady Peace, mm-hmm. like we grew up on that band, mm-hmm. and like that band's career, just record to record, like spans like all these different genres. And you have like, especially with Jeremy Taggart playing drums, you have like such incredible like rhythm and I don't know. It was it was a good time to grow up, you know. And we were lucky because we could drive like half an hour forty minutes to, from city to city and play shows. Mm-hmm. We started the band. That's
1: one thing that we didn't have growing up. So I'm from Sudbury, is yeah, yeah, yeah. I and mean, like from. Yeah. Small town outside of that. Okay. So it's yeah, more difficult. A little more isolated. For our right? bands. Yeah. yeah, we
5: were like super lucky to have everything yeah. so fucking condensed and right here, like down the street. You know what I mean? Yeah,
4: yeah.
3: it's awesome. Cool. So you're currently celebrating the 10 year anniversary of uh, your album, The Great Awake, uh, and you're also celebrating it by having a Willem screen. Yeah. Who originally toured with you for that album, right?
5: Yeah, yeah, we met them the album release weekend for that record. Amazing.
3: Uh, I was curious, other than the date, why you decided to revisit this time and you know um, take a moment oh. to really celebrate it.
5: It's mostly, like it's we, we never did one for our first record because it's kind of murky, like what year it actually came out to people. Because we put it out one year and then the next year Stomp reissued it. So we don't know. Like, there wasn't a clear like this is the anniversary year. Yeah. So this was our first chance at doing something like this. And ten years is a big deal. And this record eleven just that... doesn't have the same. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's the tenth or eleventh. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Um, you know. And uh, this was the fir- this was the record that like you know we signed a fat on. We got to start touring a lot more. We met a lot of great bands like Wilhelm Scream, awesome. who are friends of ours to this day, obviously. And I mean, this one's pretty special. This is like what started to us like the whole thing of what we're still doing now
3: I think it's great that you're you know, taking a moment yeah, yeah. you know it.
5: and we've been touring so much this year off the new record that, and it's been great we played a lot of shows but this was kind of a cool way to show to give people another kind of show you know what I mean because it's not like we're going to do this tour for like a whole year it's yeah. just kind of a little bit here and there you know so exactly yeah I don't know it, it just feels right and then we were happy that Wilhelm could do it too that MySpace message we sent, man, all those years ago, that, that's, <laughs> <how laughs> that's how we the met. The power them. of MySpace, <laughs> fucking paid off. Hey, Thank dudes. you, Tom. <laughs> yeah. I MySpace.
1: loved MySpace <laughs> so much.
5: They got too much though. When it was instead of top eight, it went to the top sixteen and twenty-four and, you and thirty-two. You're and you're like, yeah, too much. There's too many it's options here. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. I'm a pure I'm a MySpace purist
0: so. Top four <laughs> Yeah top
5: four Top four <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even use The whole topic <laughs> One band Yeah Your significant other Big time Like a weird A weird one And your Yeah that would be Like a funny <laughs> account Yeah but then the Best friend account Would like rotate yeah. oh. Depending on your Romantic life your, your your significant other Would rotate as well Yeah
4: oh.
1: True Love the title of your latest album, "Inviting Light." Will you tell us a little bit about the album and what the title means to you?
5: I would have loved if you got the title wrong. That would have been <laughs> so awesome because uh, it happens so it, often. Yeah, it happens all the time. What are they saying? Inviting light, Inviting light, inventing, inventing light. light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, uh, you nailed it. I don't <laughs> mean to make you feel bad about this. I just uh, you were so uh, you were so lovely and passionate about it, and then I was just like, oh, uh, is she gonna get it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy you did,
1: obviously. Oh, whatever would have been like, Lynx wrote it wrong. <laughs> I knew it. She wrote it wrong. Uh, I don't uh, like to take responsibility yeah. for my mistakes.
5: <laughs> there's a lot of that record that just kind of deals with, it's funny that we're doing like the 10th anniversary of this thing because there's a lot of that record that deals with, uh, like knowing where you came from and like knowing where you are now but wondering where you could go. Like yeah. I kind of always like use the analogy of walking through a door frame to kind of like, explain it like you can you know where you're coming from and you know that you are going through this door but you don't know what's on the other side of it kind of thing and like it just ended up musically like a bit different new territory uh for some of the songs which was exciting for us um the title mostly just made sense uh on one hand because there's some stuff on the record about like you know, after all these years of being in a band, you see how things change and how your, your life changes, how people in your life change and all these things. But also, like, how, like, the world around you has changed and so there's, a, on one hand, the inviting light kind of thing can be about, you know, like, uh, human interaction being at, like, an all-time low and the, the, like, the screen light of, like, your fucking phone or, like, all this shit can kind of really get in the way. So there's a little bit of that on the record but more so it's just kind of like, it's like a happy... Well, lyrically, it's still kind of sad. I guess <laughs> it's like a bright, positive-sounding like punk rock and roll record. So it made sense to like go with that. You know, there was a couple other titles, and this was the hardest one to title, for sure. We've never had a harder time than titling this record. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it just like made it made sense in the end, like the overall kind of like sonic landscape of the record. You know, yeah.
3: Uh, you've toured with a lot of awesome fans. Uh, I was curious if you had any favorites, and if you have any ones that you like are on your list that people you'd love to share a stage with.
5: Shit. I mean, a Willem's scream, to be totally honest, not only because they're in the other room, but they're probably like some of the best friends we've ever made touring, I would say. Um, so they're, they're definitely always a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I don't know, though. We, like The list could, go, could grow so long. We're pretty lucky. It's like who is still playing. Like, I'd love to tour with the replacements, but they don't tour, so, mm. you know.
3: Well, this is yeah. like your dream list.
5: We're playing with the Descendants next week in Vegas, yep. so that's like... That's awesome. The first show of the year, not the first show of the year, because I was in Costa Rica, but the first show of oh, the touring was like, cycle yeah. was Weezer. And the last show yeah. of the year is with the Descendants in Vegas, so... you yeah. bragging. <laughs> I think. I think we're doing pretty good. I, I'm not, you know... Uh, Elvis. <laughs> yeah, is this like an alive or dead situation? Whoa. If you wanted to be. Whoa. Make it fun.
3: Fuck.
5: No, you know what? I want to play with the Metallica Gallagher uh, yeah. tribute act, which is called Metalager. Mm. So they all dress like Gallagher, the comedian who like smash watermelons and shit, but they play Metallica songs. It's pretty sick. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we we've, we've toured with everybody, so now we just need to tour with like spoof Band, like. For yeah, sure. Spoof bands? Spoof yaks Or spoof, yeah, I spoof band? Yeah. I haven't heard that word in a while. This is a spoof what you make with like the, 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 yes, the toilet yes, paper roll? Yes, 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 and a, yes, yes, and yes. You're smoking weed in your basement yeah. you don't want your parents to smell it? You put like a, dry, <laughs> a like a fragrant dryer sheet in the end of a like a toilet paper roll and you smoke through it? Oh, That's a spoof. Sounds, That's also does a spoof. that actually work? Yeah. yeah. You don't smoke through it, you blow the smoke out. Sorry, sorry. Yeah you, yeah, you blow the smoke out oh, yeah. it.
1: Well, like, not to brag or anything, but (laughs) our uh, last interview, our last band interview of the year is with the Flatliners.
5: Whoa! (laughs) Fuck those guys. I don't know about them, we
1: toured with Weezer! (laughs) Um,
5: So... I don't know, we've been really lucky, it's hard to be like, we love to tour this band, because there's, we've at least played shows with... Like so many bands that are responsible in a way for like us being here, you know, just through like inspiring us musically. Um, I
1: ha- it's
3: a tough question to be-
5: answer. I
1: have a New Year's resolution. I was gonna say like any like what are you guys looking forward to in 2018? Any New Year's resolutions? I think our New Year's resolution. What we're gonna do is when we interview bands, because it's always that sound check. We're gonna start doing interviews in the band. It's um, a good goal. Yeah, it's it's a gonna, cool. gonna, it's we're gonna we're gonna request. Yeah, but I mean like. Hmm
5: or cold for yeah. It's true. What we can't keep the van running for
4: twenty
5: minutes? <laughs> that's, that's actually that's actually illegal. Idling idling in the city is illegal. I don't know <laughs> why the you. So bad. Paul, sorry, twenty eighteen. Paul's looking forward to going to the police academy. Yeah. He definitely
2: has. He definitely has a, <laughs> <laughs> <definitely has> a, <laughs> <laughs> a, a rock and roll. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. All right. Are we almost at a cool
1: twenty? Anything else, Lindsay? Yeah, that's it. Just maybe, what are you looking
5: forward to in twenty eighteen? Uh, I'm looking forward to sleeping for like two weeks, yeah. and then after that, we have a couple shows. And I don't know. Like, like it's funny because we've been so busy this year that on one hand you think, oh, we've been so busy this year. The next year we won't be as busy. Yeah. that's kind of just how it usually pans out. But we at this point don't really know, like anything that we're doing next year. Hoping to do a lot more international year. stuff. Yeah. Uh, Japan is on the list to get back yes. to. We've been twice, but only for festivals. Uh, back to Australia on our fifth time, sometime next year. Uh, there's I see a lot there's, of awesome traveling. There's a lot of more Asia, South America. We've only done Costa Rica yeah. and Brazil. Um, so there's like a lot, plenty more to cover. Yeah, especially on this record. Like I'd be pretty disappointed not to get to some places that we've been to before. Yeah, we're gonna get like a, we do like a Food Network show. Yeah, it's <laughs> like yeah backstage There you go. Riders yeah. around the world. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Hummus. We hummus every day. <laughs> yeah, cool. Man. I still fucking eat that shit at home. Like I just like, <laughs> like I go grocery shopping. Like I need that and that for sure. Absolutely.
3: Greatest
5: essential. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to not only store-bought and homemade hummus next year at Ooh. home, but also abroad. Yeah. Well, maybe you'll put
1: another interview with muses
3: and stuff on your list. Oh, sure,
5: yeah, yeah. Well, you definitely well, put that Yeah, the, we, come uh,
1: over to the home studio.
5: Put that above the hummus, yeah. Yeah. The hummus, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> the hummus <laughs> unless you get hummus get hummus. At this. Oh, oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. I, I two, one. two for one. Garlic <laughs> so hummus.
5: Roasted red pepper Anything. hummus. Anything. <laughs> Honestly, Doesn't even matter. Not piggy. Uh, yeah. Any any kind you Just want like to try. Like a hummus buffet. Fuck it. You bring some. I'll bring some. You know what I mean? We'll bring it. it's gonna be
4: crazy. 2018.
5: Yeah. Thank you to whoever made hummus. It was yeah. like <laughs> <approach>. seriously. <laughs> fucking chickpeas. Who fucking knew it? Yeah. Love them. Yeah.
3: Hey guys, thank you, thank congratulations you. on all your success this year. All thank the best in 2018.
5: Listen, I'm really sorry the fucking Penske Can't file had, to, had to do sound check. God <laughs> yeah. damn. No, this fan's
1: awesome. I yeah. hope, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the show is sold out, so for people who couldn't make it to the show,
5: yeah, here this right, is yeah, you need know, guys. Like. Yeah,
1: excellent. All right.
3: Look all right.
4: at that, they right <laughs> <laughs> Hello dear stranger, I'd like to introduce you to something new, or perhaps something very, very old. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine is a horror fantasy medical mystery, following the titular monk turned traveling medical investigator. Follow Radolf as he navigates a nightmare world, in which viruses are gods and the human race are not their favorite children. Steeped in history and an aesthetic that can only be described as a combination of occult academia and laboratory Judaica, the heresies of Rudolf Burntwein have been described as Umberto Eco meets H.P. Lovecraft. For more information, check out the Patreon at thorb.info. But take care, dear stranger, for some truths are best left unknown.